Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. We're honored to spend some time with you and well done on investing in your relationship. It matters. Our goal is to encourage and equip you in your incredible adventure of marriage, whether you're in a low place or a high place. This is for us, those courageous enough to believe we can actually change the world, one marriage at a time, starting with our own. Please connect with us on our website, hoperelentless.com. And remember, there's always, always hope. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast. My name is Sarah Gale, and Chad, my amazingly good-looking, incredible husband, is online as well, and so or on the podcast, excuse me, as well. And so we are honored that you are listening, and I just want to remind you that you are a world changer because you resourcing your marriage makes a difference because marriages impact families, families impact communities, and communities impact the world. So you are a world changer. Well done. That's right, World Changers. It's so great to be with you today. Uh, Last week, we talked about building emotional intimacy. And so if you didn't get a chance to check out that podcast, make sure you go back. It's such an important area in our relationship. And oftentimes, in many of the relationships that we work with, it's a part of their connection, their friendship, their partnership that's been completely forgotten. I know that was true for Sarah Gale and I for over a decade plus of our marriage And it's area that we're learning and growing. And just want to encourage you, check that out. Make it a priority to build uh, emotional intimacy in your marriage. But today, I'm excited. We are going to talk about our thoughts. Our thoughts are pivotal in our individual lives. And they're also pivotal in shaping the marriage that we want to create. And so there's this quote by Gandhi that says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. Wow. That's incredible. So it started with the beliefs. And then right after that were our thoughts. And it ends up to be our destiny. So I truly believe that progression is accurate. And we see it through and through that as we think, so are we. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man or woman thinks, so is he or she. And this rings true, I know, in my own personal life, um, but I can definitely see it in the lives of others as well. And so one of the things I want to ask you is two questions, actually. The first question is, what are you consistently thinking about concerning your spouse? Just take a moment. When you think of your spouse, what are the general thoughts that come to mind? Okay. And here's another question. What are you consistently thinking about when it comes to yourself? What are the general thoughts that come to your mind pertaining to yourself? So these questions are significant because when it comes to our spouse, if most of our thoughts are negative, then it would make sense that how we are experiencing them is also negative. And a lot of times we're looking for the negative to come true. It's like, as we're interacting with them, we're looking for the things that are already going on in our mind and and it makes it so it's very difficult for us to see anything different. And likewise, with our thoughts of ourselves, this is an area in our couples counseling that is really surprising sometimes and 
even more so is, is pretty sad because a lot of us out there are thinking very negatively of ourselves. And this feeds into our marriage because if we don't think much of ourselves, then it implies that we don't really think others think much of ourselves. And also it impacts how we are treating other people because we've heard the saying, hurting people hurt people. And so as we're hurting, that is definitely impacting how we are interacting with our spouse. Yeah. And so I think, you know, this idea is crucial. You know, this is something that we kind of build into when we work with couples is the idea of appreciation, the idea of gratitude. And I think it really goes even deeper as, as you're talking about it. It's these individual thoughts really play a part. You know, it makes me think of, you know, different times if we're like looking for a new car, right? Yeah. All of a sudden you start to notice that car. Yeah. Well, I think this comes into play in our marriage. You know, if I am thinking about you being selfish, right? Then throughout the day, I'm going to notice or pick up or interpret actions as selfish, essentially to support the thoughts that I already have. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if I think of you as generous and supportive and kind and encouraging, then throughout the day, those thoughts are going to be reinforced. And the reality is there might be different moments throughout the day that somebody could could point to, oh, maybe that was a selfish moment or that was a generous moment. And so the important thing is what we're focusing on. And mm -hmm. I think here, our thoughts are like a radar that help determine what it is that we think on. And so I want to share, what do we do when our thoughts are no good, <laughs> right? What do we do when we've had a pattern and a habit? And I think part of it is recognizing we've had a pattern and a habit and it's going to take some time yeah. and some intentionality for things to change. Even big picture, when working with couples, I'm always blown away at how fast some couples can completely change the environment of their home. Mm -hmm. But it's always connected to the couples that that learn, that apply, and that change up the way that they've been approaching each other, essentially mm -hmm. increased intentionality. And some of it comes down to these thoughts. And so I even think about for us as Christians, there's a portion of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where we are encouraged to take every thought captive. And so some of it is this increased awareness where we can take inventory. What is it that I'm thinking about myself? And what is it that I'm thinking about my spouse? Those exact two questions that you asked. Those questions can be something that we just move past as insignificant, or we can really reflect, take out a piece of paper, take out our phone, and over the next week, really start to take an inventory. What are my thoughts? What am I thinking about myself? And what am I thinking about my spouse? And then I think the second thing, when we can get an accurate inventory, it'll just determine, well, where are we, right? If my thoughts mm -hmm. aren't good, if my marriage isn't good, mm -hmm. well, let me, let me figure out where I am. And then another powerful principle in Romans chapter 12 is this idea that we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So once we can identify what our current thoughts are, it positions us to think through, well, what is the opposite? You know, for us, what are the opposite promises or encouragement or direction that God has for us as it relates to our thoughts? But it's important that we don't skip the very first step 
because now we're just kind of shooting in the dark. We have no target. We have no mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to encourage you as you're listening to this, take these questions seriously because you matter and your marriage matters. And these can be some simple but powerful steps to start changing the momentum and the trajectory of your thoughts about yourself and your thoughts about your spouse. So good. Wow. This is a very crucial topic because our thought life is very much, it, it can, it can literally create an amazing marriage or it can keep us trapped in a marriage that we're not happy with at all. And it reminded me when you were talking, Chad, it reminded me actually of a couple that I have and uh, the wife showed up one session and she's just like, or actually both of them. They're like, you know, we had a great week this week. It was incredible. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. Like, what do you think changed? What was different? And the wife just said, you know what? I started to think about things differently. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I was focusing on everything that wasn't going well. And I decided to just think about the fact that he's here. We're working on it. And day by day, we're learning new things. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that, that's yeah. incredible. I was like, okay, well, we're all done here. My work is done. My work is done here. It was incredible because nothing necessarily changed in the situation that she was in, in the circumstance, but everything changed because her thoughts about it changed. And so I want to read another scripture. The Bible really has a great outline when it comes to our thought life. So there's a yeah. lot here because God knew he created us. He knew that this was going to be something that we struggled with. And before I read the scripture, I'm just reminded, and this wasn't even something I was planning on saying, but I have really struggled with my own personal thought life because a lot of my thoughts I kind of analyze, psychoanalyze, and very much full of assumption and kind of plagued with low self-esteem and all those things together have created a perfect storm for me. And I remember Chad at different times would encourage me to, to really take captive those thoughts because what happens is I would have these incompleted loops. Like I would be thinking about things, but then I would never address them and stop and look at, okay, well, what, what is actually going on here? And where, what is the solution? I would just think about it. It would concern me, it'd bother me. And then I would go think about something else. So I had all these incompleted loops in, in my mind. So this is an area that is very, very close to home for me. And I've seen be incredibly impactful in the couples that we work with. So a verse I want to share is in Philippians 4.8. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Chad, I'll pass it off to you because I feel like I've been, Yeah, I just talk I mean, a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, it's such a powerful verse. And, and I think similar to the, the questions you asked earlier, I think we can mistake simple for not powerful. Yeah. And so, and, and I think also sometimes we can confuse simple and easy. You know, taking captive our thoughts daily and thinking about whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, that ha is a habit. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. but it takes a level of intentionality and a commitment. And so I'm going to go out on a limb here and ask if you're listening to this, 
Will you do yourself a favor? Will you give yourself the gift of your future thought life by making a commitment to take inventory of your current thoughts and then find the contrast, find the positive, find, mm -hmm. live out this Philippians 4, 8. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect all the time, but what we see over and over and over is baby steps eventually lead to massive momentum. And so I feel Good. like we've been experiencing this in our own marriage. It's the baby steps of consistency, of mm -hmm. date nights, mm -hmm. of daily appreciation, of um, working through communication, of emotional intimacy. It's all these little micro moments that by themselves aren't that significant. Mm -hmm. But when you gather them all together, they really shape our day to day. They shape the way we see each other. They shape the way we see ourselves. They shape the hope and the dreams uh, and the joy that we live with. And so this kind of dynamic of these little thoughts matter. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we can take captive the negative and focus on the positive, the more momentum we're, we're building in our own life. And you know, I think a key part is this doesn't mean that we ignore or we become this like naive optimist in life. <laughs> it's simply that according to whatever we can control, we're going to focus on those things because life happens. Just last yeah. week, you're headed uh, to an event and you get a flat tire on the highway. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. yes. Joshua That's comes awesome. into the room. Um, and next thing I know, like it wasn't what we planned for the day, right? Yeah. We, don't, we don't plan some of life's challenging moments. Or in this case, it really was just an inconvenience. Yeah. But in the midst of that, I get to, chose, I get to choose what, what am I focusing on? Am I thankful that you're safe? Am I thankful that the car was okay? Am I thankful that we had the resources to get it fixed? And, yeah. you know, and so there's in every situation in life, there's opportunities to choose what is it that we're going to focus on. And that really has such a significant impact on the future that we get to enjoy. Yeah. Chad, I like how you mentioned that it's, it, I think you mentioned something like it's a discipline or it takes intentionality. It's a habit you have to cultivate. It's not something that often just comes natural as far as just seeing the glass half full. I think sometimes we just wish that it was natural, but at the same time, we have the ability to make it more natural as we are consistent in focusing on the things that are praiseworthy, that admirable, that are good, that are lovely. And kind of to piggyback on what you said with that example of the car, it's, there's always different perspectives. It's always what attitude will you choose? It's kind of the same vein, you know, like we get to choose our attitude where I couldn't control that I got a flat tire. And more personally, I guess not more personally, because I was the one in the car with the flat tire, but I guess more, more intense, I want to share just my experience with grief and my thought life concerning grief. And it's different for everyone. But for me, when I am thinking about the sad moments of people dying in my family. So I've been to the funeral of my mother, my brother and sister. And for my mother and brother, they had open caskets. And so way to get, I'm getting really, really dark here yeah, wow. <laughs> on our marriage podcast. But this is just the power of our thought life because they, so they had open caskets. And as I think, and there've been different seasons where I am thinking on what they look like in that casket and how they were, you know, just laying there and all the stuff lifeless, right? Um, that has created 
a, a sense of immense grief and, and sorrow as I'm focusing on that, as I'm thinking on that, and as I'm thinking of the, the things that I'm missing. And I'm not saying that I'm encouraging people to forget, you know, those that they've lost. But what I am hopefully outlining here is the reality of what we think on is very influential in how we feel and also what we move towards. It's difficult to have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. Yeah. So which one will we choose? And so with in the case of grief, for me, what I've learned to do is focus on the, the faces. Even as I'm speaking, I can see the faces, the smiles, the laughs. And all of a sudden, my, my countenance changes. I begin to smile when I can see my mom smiling and the laughter coming out of her. And so the thought, life's, the thought life is crucial in, in the, the day-to-day that we experience. Yeah, I think that's that's such a powerful and and personal example of really trying to implement this principle that we see in the Bible into some of the most difficult times, mm-hmm. right? And the reality is we don't always get this right. Yeah. But um I'm a big fan of like more often than not. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it kind of gives space for our humanity and our shortcomings, but at the same time it gives us a vision not of perfection, but of like of growth and of mm-hmm. progress. So more often than not, where are our thoughts going? And that's something mm-hmm. that we can be intentional about. What I want to kind of highlight here as we get ready to close is some other questions. And that is for people to think about like, what are we, what are you exposing yourself to? Mm-hmm. The music that we listen to, the books that we read, the shows that we watch, the radio, the podcast, any of these different things shape our thoughts. And so a powerful way to begin renewing our mind and thinking about whatever is right, whatever's noble, lovely, whatever is good is to listen to good stuff, to watch good stuff, to read good stuff, right? This idea of things that elevate you and elevate other people right? Mm -hmm. So sources of encouragement, sources of hope, sources of joy, sources of wisdom. Find a topic that you're interested in, but look for the positive information on it. Look for the encouraging information on it. You know, in, in many capacities, our prayer is that our podcast is that for some people, a source of encouragement, a source of hope, a source of equipping, um, But it's important the things that we can just get in the habit of listening to are playing small roles in shaping our thoughts. And so if we want to make a drastic change in this area, we got to be intentional across our day and really think about all the things that we're listening to and that we're exposing our mind and our thoughts to. Because Mm -hmm. just as we talked about earlier, right, as our beliefs turn into our thoughts at the top of Gandhi's quote, down at the bottom, those become our values and our destiny. And so is that song taking you in the direction that you want? Is that show taking you in the direction that you want? Is that, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank? If Mm -hmm. not, look to make changes. Maybe not always, but how about more often than not, be intentional about the thoughts and the things that you're listening to. I love it. It's hard to do. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It is definitely worth it. And 
it's just being kind to ourselves because in our humanity, it's difficult to be inundated with a direction we don't want to go in and then expect ourselves to go in a different one. And so we have to be intentional and make the choice and focus in on what we want to focus in that will lead us to the life that we want to live. Yep. Is it that time? It's that it's time. It's time for your jingle. Appreciation time. Appreciation time. Chad David, I appreciate you being my knight in shining armor. Although that's kind of a cuss phrase because that set us up for a lot of failure early on in marriage because I had unrealistic expectations, but you still come through big time. And an example of this is this week when I had the flat tire. It was it was as if I never had a flat tire because you just swooped in. You took care of it all. My my couples, when I told them about it, they're just like, oh, your day probably changed pretty dramatically from that, right? And I'm like, actually, no, my day stayed the same. My husband's day changed because he was, he was rescuing me. So I appreciate that about you. Thank you, babe. Um, I, appreciate, I appreciate the other night. I know it was cold and it was dark. And I asked you to go on a walk with me because I didn't want to walk by myself, but I, I like to walk at the end of the day to clear my thoughts, get some fresh air, move. And I really appreciated you joining me. It, it, um, it was one of many moments that I feel like we are building and enjoying a genuine partnership and friendship. So I appreciated that late night evening walk with you. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, for those of you listening, whether you are in a high place in your marriage, enjoy it. <laughs> let's celebrate when we're in those times or a low place in your marriage. Let's recognize what we talked about as far as the thoughts go, right? Like how you think about it can make a difference for you in that moment. So whether you're in a high place or a low place, I want you to know that there's always, always hope.